Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Nadir, Daf Lamed Ches, and as well Daf Lamed Tesamid Aleph, and we'll be wrapping up to about a third of the way down on Lamed Tesamid Beis on Shabbos. We'll be learning 45 minutes before Mincha. Uh, just to speak a little bit about this coming week, Emir Tzashem, it's Purim. So on uh, Monday morning and on Tuesday morning, before the 7.45 Shachars, we will be learning. It will be recorded and posted. Um, we can't learn Tuesday night. We can't learn Monday night. So I will be uh, I will be perfectly sober on Tuesday morning uh, to teach Daf Yomi. I will. To be sober, you should, uh, you, you've been challenged. I don't need a challenge to be drunk at seven o'clock in the morning. Thank you very much. So the Mishnah says as follows. Oh, we're not in the Mishnah. Excuse me. We're at the two dots. Eight, eight lines down on Laman Chesam and Aleph. The Gemara goes through. This first piece of Gemara is very, very easy and clean. It's very easy and clean. The Gemara says as follows. Amar Rebbe Elazar. There are 10 references to Revi'ios. And Rav Kahana used to carry them with him. Of course, it's a colloquialism, but he had them down and he actually organized them in the following way. Five of them are referring to red, not Lavdafka wine. Some of it's talking about blood, as we'll soon see. And five of them refer to white, maybe oil meaning the whiter genre, the clear genre, whatever it may be, but not reds. And in regards to the Chamesh Sumkita, they came up with this, hard to call it a mnemonic, but uh, they came up with this phrase, it's a sentence that makes no sense, but just to remind us of what the five are. And the Gemara says, Nazir Obviously, it's not a Pasuk if you try to translate it. It's the Nazir who made a Korban Pesach, who taught a din in the base of Mikdash and then died. So the Gemara is just saying, each of these words is representative of one of the five in the color red. We're a third of the way down on Laman Chesim and Aleph. Let's go through all five of the red ones. Nazir, Revi'is Yain Nazir. That's one one of the ten. That's number one, is that we know, as we've seen already, that a Nazir who drinks a Revi'is of wine is a Nazir. By the way, this goes back to the Machlokas in our Mishnah. Do we say Revi'is or do we say Kezayis? That's a, a little bit, uh, just a, as a little bit of an Akuda here. What about Ose Pesach? We know the Amar of Yehuda Mar Shmuel. We learned about this in Maseches Psachim. Ar Bakosos Halalu Tzarech Sheyehei Bahen Kedei Revis. That is number two. Number three, Shehoru. Shos Revis Yain Al Yore. If you have a Dayan who drank a Revis of wine, he's not allowed to paskin Shilas. Number four, B'Mikdash, a person who was Shos Revis Yain V'Nichnas L'Mikdash is Chayv Misa. You cannot walk into the base of Mikdash drunk. You can't even walk in with a Revis of Yain. We actually saw another Shita just a little bit ago that even if you, even if it isn't wine, but it's something inebriating, that's also limiting, not just about the wine. And what about Umesu? Uh, the Brysa writes, how do we know that if I have a revise of Dam, some of the Dam is from one person and some from another, that it's Metame Be'ohel, the plural, and the Gemara, the Brysa Darshans from these Tzukim, that if you have uh, people's blood leave their bodies, and it, it can be metame be'ohel, which is uh, that's a big problem. What does that do for uh, what does that do for a hospital that has a bank? <laughs> does, uh, does that make the whole entire building tame just like it would if there was a cadaver? These are shilas in poskim. These are real. These are real shilas. This gemara is a big problem for kohanim if you hold that uh, if you hold that blood on its own from multiple mason, it's considered they have to be dead. It's amazing. Dead. They have to be dead. Yeah, but I'm saying, but people die after they donate blood. So I'm sure somebody... Well, everyone so, dies after they do anything. 
Everyone dies after anything? Eventually. Yes, eventually. But most of the blood in the bank is from people who recently gave. But what happens if there's two... No. You need, you need two dead people. You need two people who gave when they were alive who are now dead. Or maybe I'm wrong, and maybe we're only talking about blood that's Yotze Bishas Miso. That's also, we have to figure all that out. I'm just saying this needs to be figured out. Okay. So, what about the five white ones? Here's another sentence that makes no sense, but only as a trigger to remind us of what these five things are. Obviously, I mean, if you learn a lot of Daphne, you're like, yeah, that could have been a sentence. You know, <laughs> that, that could have been, I'm sure Rashi could have figured that one out. Yeah, yeah. So it says the Gemara, no, that's not what's going on. What about Chalas or Vis Shem and the Chalas? That when the that when the Chalas of a Korban Toda is brought, it should be brought with a Revis of Shemen. What about Nazir, Revis, Shemen, the Nazir, that part of his process is also with a Revis of Shemen. Mitzorah, Revis, Maim, the Mitzorah. In regards to the Mitzorah, there is water at a minimum of a Revis, and blood is added to the water. What does Shenifsil mean? It's not the Mishnah. The Mishnah writes, which are called Mashkin Tmein, Postlan is Revis. Any liquids that are, that are themselves Tamein, it will make a human being puzzle if he drinks a Revis of that which is puzzle. Just drinking it makes it puzzle. That makes sense. What about Bishabis? Titnan, Ushar Kol Hamashkin Birvis, Ushar Kol Ashofchen Birvis. These are Shiurim with which one will carry into a Rashus Harabim or to carry over a threshold from a Rashus Hayachid to a Rashus Harabim or Rashus Harabim to Rashus Hayachid. This would be the Shir of a Revis. Says the Gemara, that's really cute. You referenced all 10 cases in Shas. There are hundreds of cases. Vesuleka, Vaikamir Vis, Notlan Liadaim, Leechad, Vafilu Lishnaim. So we know, Ladina, that when a person fills up a cup to wash the tila sedaim, the cup has to be machzik revis, has to be able to hold that much. So you, then you have to fill it up with at least a revis of wine. So what if you the, the shear of, of washing your hands doesn't have a shear on the pouring side, but the cup has to have the revis in it? So what if I'm really efficient and I, or it's Yom Kippur, I'm only washing the tips of my fingers. So I have a revis of wine. I only use half a revis and I'm done and there's enough left over. So this then says that we see over here that as long as there's a revis of, of wine, of water left, then two people can wash their hands. Says the Gemara, no, no, that's not true because that's subject to a machlokas and the list of Rebbe Lazar of the 10 different shiurim is only in cases where there's no machlokas. And in this case, there is taka machlokas of whether or not we allow two people to wash with one revis of water. And therefore, that should not be included in this list. Five lines from the bottom, the Gemara says, wait one second, this is talking about the case of an Isha Sota. We'll get there, hopefully, over the next couple of weeks. And in that case scenario, they would take a pile of a particular type of kli, and they would fill it up with chatzi lug And what shear does Rabbi Huda say? He doesn't say chatzi lug. Rabbi Huda revis. So we see again that there's another revis. The Gemara gives the same answer again with plug to you, we just went through this. Stop asking questions like that because we're going to give you the same answer. So obviously they weren't all sitting in the same room when they kept asking these questions. These were questions that probably came from different people in different locations and the Gemara is recording them because if all of us are sitting in the same room and I say, don't raise me a case of revis from a case where there's a machlokas and you're like, oh, what about this one? That's also machlokas. Obviously, historically, this Gemara evolved. Not everyone in the same room. Yes, Dad. Um, one thing that sort of bothers me a little bit before you get too far past it, is it talks about the reds and the white. Yes. None of the whites is white. Oil is not white. Oh, no, it's right. It, mean, it means it means non-reds. Yeah. get the point. Yeah. None of them is white. Right, correct. Right? 
Correct. Chalk is white. Milk is white. Oil, milk is white. But water is not white. It's correct. Correct. I I think the Gemara was, what Rebbe Lazar was doing was giving us an easy way to remember the 10. So I think that's probably more the angle that that we should be looking at it. And it's really more about the lighter color liquids and the darker color liquids. And they probably, I don't know if they had blush wines. Their wines were very intense. I mean, we see throughout shots that they were being mosaic. White white wine is not white either. Right. It's yellow, right? Yeah, yeah. There's no such thing, right? Even modern times, we use it incorrectly. Correct, correct. Yeah, but I think that's what's going on. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, just to make it easier to remember. So next one, three lines from the bottom, four lines from the bottom. We have another case scenario of how much water do you have to put into urine in order to make it mutter to let's say say it's fila in front of if it's right next right next to you it's a kolshu he says no the way that you can water down and dilute urine in order to be able to be around it and make a bracha whatever the case may be is if it's watered down with the revis here too but pluk to stop asking these questions the 10 that we're discussing don't have that in the gemara the very bottom line asks a great question which we all know is not true. A mikvah is 40. So. so what's going on over here is not about a mikvah for a person because that already we know is ama uh, al-ama barum, whatever it was. Remember, we learned about the ratio. So of course, a human mikvah can't be a revise. A revise is a few ounces. I mean, uh, let's let's be the machmer of the chazanish. It's five and a half ounces. The volume of uh, even the smallest person we know is way bigger. What the Gemara is talking about over here is let's say you have a kli that's tummy, a very tiny a needle, something very small. So according to this, this sheet in the Gemara, you're allowed to be uh, tovel, that item, in a very, very small mikvah, just to revise, as long as the content is right and as long as it's built the right way. Says the Gemara, bar mehahi, you cannot include that one, even though it's not subject to a machlokas. And maybe it should have been included in the tent. But says the Gemara, we're not going to do that because the rabbis undid this mikvah, this very, very small mikvah. Imagine it would have been very convenient, you know, like in order to build a mikvah for Kalim, I don't have to go anywhere. I could just uh, let my swimming pool for my kids sit out for long enough and then uh, go take it in the dip it in the back. It would be great. It's one of my least favorite things is when I am in the mikvah and somebody walks in with their plate and they just like dunk it in the mikvah while you're like, come on. That's, uh... <laughs> You've never seen that? Dozens of times. You shouldn't be in the Kalen McFuck. <laughs> <laughs> that water's cold, by the way. That's like Arizal level. It's, yeah, I went into the crate, the milk crate. That was brilliant. Brilliant. Although not as good as that was very good. But almost as good as the story of my brother-in-law, Yosef, who dropped something in the Kalim mikvah and reached in and his feet slipped and he went head first. <laughs> feet sticking up. <laughs> Recorded for posterity. <laughs> that was the, the chief chef of Rocket Barbecue, Yitz Friends. <laughs> huh? Yeah, it's not that much. It, it's, I mean, gallons wise, 40 so is not a lot. It's ama al ama barum. What is it? Barum shteamos, the, the volume of 40 so. We've had it a few times in Shaz. I can't remember the exact calculation. But like if you're talking about cubic space of water, it's really not that much. No, it's a. For anybody to really get in a true 40 so, you got Yeah, you got to be a small person. Yeah. Whatever. I was just saying. The question is, Midoraisa, what's the minimum of a, of a, of a mikvah for an, for an adult, for a tomb of a tara? And the answer is 40. So it's very small. 
but our mikvahs are way bigger than yeah 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 they're tiny yeah yeah it's not so simple true story true story okay we are on the top of lamed chesem and bays let's continue our Mishnah had said earlier, and uh, what is going on over there in that Mishnah? So the Gemara reads, Tanakama, lo medami lahon l'choli suri nazir l'shesiyah. Rabbi Akiva, kemen d'chsiva novim l'achem yveshem lo yochal, ma'achilo b'kezayis, ma'achilo kezayis, af koli surin kezayis. Are we extrapolating to the to further reaches of halacha, like Rabbi Akiva does, or no, according to the Tanakhama, lo medami lahon l'koli surin nazir l'shesiyah. The same halachos don't apply across the boards. Maybe we have different understandings of the surin by nazir. As we saw yesterday, that's not unreasonable, because there's a lot of hischachas by naziris. Fine, another machlokas in the Gemara. And the Gemara says that the two dots five lines down, v'chayev al hayayin bifnei atzmo. So now, um, here until the Mishnah, actually, we're going to be learning about how we break down the Isurim. Like, for example, we know generally speaking that, that a Nazir is not allowed to drink wine. But then the Pasuk also specifies chartzan and zag. So if I eat chartzan and zagim, do I get two Isurim or three? The two for the foods I ate and one for the Klal, for the general rule. So that's going to be a little bit of what our Gemara is going to discuss. Let's jump in. Tanu Rabbana, the Pasuk reads, A person uh, is not allowed, a Nazir is not allowed to eat a Novim Lachim, which is regular grapes, which are raisins, he cannot eat them. You go eat a whole thing of raisins, you're done. Uh, you, if you eat the shear, then you're, then you're uh, going to be held accountable. And Mikanata Don Lecholi Surin Shabatora Makan Shumin Echad Behin Shne Shemos. This is a very important idea. It's one min, but two Shemos. A grape is a grape and a raisin is a grape. It's the same, it's the same min, it's just two shamos. So too, <clears throat> and Bechai Valzebifne Atzmo Valzebifne Atzmo, Avkol Shuhu Min Echad, Pinchne Shemos, Chai Valzebifne Atzmo Valzebifne Atzmo, Lasui Cham Rachadotov Inve. This comes to include new wine. And uh, and grapes. New wine is aka grape juice, right? They didn't make grape juice. We make grape juice because we can stop the process exactly how we need to sweeten it just the right way. Everything is fine. But in their process, the only time it was really non-alcoholic was right in the beginning when they just threw in all the right ingredients. But right in the beginning, it was grape juice. So if you drink wine and if you drink grape juice, those two things are going to be separate chiyuvim for the nazir. Okay, Amar Abaye. Now let's get into this particular machlokas about whether or not we only look at the isolated iser of, let's say, chartzon and zog, or do we also add in a lav that is a more general lav? <laughs> According to Abaye, third of the way down, lav and chesem and bezom Abaye, ochel chartzon lo If you take one bite of chartzon, if you take one bite of the um, of the skin, the of the pits, chartzon's pits, right? That's what we concluded. Huh? The seeds, right? Yeah. So, right, if you take one, if you eat the chartzon, the seed, you get two malkos. You get two sets of malkos. Lokeshtayim. One for the chartzan and one for the general rule that you're not allowed to eat grapes. Separate second. Well, uh, yeah, in theory, if you can handle it. It's not the same, sir. One's chartzan and one's the general, sir. It's only one achila. It's not two kazesa. So you did two. That what? That what? Yeah. Five. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I let let's uh, for, I mean the only foreshadowing I'll tell you is that Rava argues with Abaye. So <laughs> uh, and we'll see his line right now. But but Abaye was of the opinion that if you ate Khartzan, you're Lokesh time, if Achal Zog Lokesh time, and look at this Achal Khartzan Vizog Lokesh Olosh. Because you're just stacking. You you ate the seeds and you ate the skins. That's two isurim. And then we throw in the kitchen sink. We also say that the general isur that the Torah, you know, which was the the pasuk of uh, whatever, what is the pasuk? Nikola share. What's the pasuk? Nikola. No, the pasuk of. No, Nikola share yeah, share or something. What's the pasuk there? The whole mishra sanavim. It's the next pasuk. It's pasuk dalit. I don't remember the pasuk offhand, but it's the third iser, and we'll discuss. We'll we'll get into this a little bit more. That's the the opinion of Abaye is that in addition to the to the to the lower level of the more granular iser, and we also have the general iser. Rav Amar He says no. If you eat chartzan, you get one iser. The rice for chartzan. Sheinu loke alav shebichlalus. This is already the lamdush shas term. You get no malkos on lav shebichlalus. What's a lav shebichlalus? It's the umbrella of all of the smaller isurim. Yeah, this is what you were saying. That the a nazir can't have grapes. Chartzanza, oh, grape juice, blush wine. You can't have grapes. You can't have grapes. But you're not going to get a lav for the umbrella iser. You're just going to get a lav for the for the individual iser. Masiv Rav Papa. Rav Papa asks Akasha. Rabbi Lazar Omer, the Brisa writes, in the name of Rabbi and Rabbi Eliezer, Nazir Shai Shose Yain Kolayom. If a person he's a lush, he's drinking wine all day. Amrulo, if they said to him, Altishte, Altishte, after each cup of wine, they're like, Stop drinking wine, you're an alcoholic. Stop drinking wine, you need to stop. Stop drinking wine. And then, Buhushose, Chayav al Kolachas, Vachas. It's uh, this is what we would we've learned about this in Shas before, where it's is it Behelamachas or is it not Behelamachas? If you're drinking all day, no one's talking to you, it's Behelamachas. If I keep reminding you you're a nazir, that's not Behelamachas anymore. Now you have multiple separate Isurim. If a person eats regular regular grapes, and he eats uh, raisins, and then he eats the seeds, and then he eats the, the skins. He makes grape juice by pressing grapes. Five. What does this price not include? The umbrella. So says the Gemara, if Abaye is right, that there really is this lav shebichlalos iser, the malkos that should apply. Rava argues that, but according to Abaye, says the Gemari, hachi lilke sheish, achas al mikol asher This was a pasuk I was looking for. Mikol asher yeh mikefen hayayin. I think it's the rest of the pasuk. Let me just read it properly. Yeah. So this is a great kasha on the sheet of Abaye. Great answer. Great question, I should say. Because according to Abaye, if you're right, why does this b'risa say five? Should have said six. Says the Gemara, don't worry. Tana Vishir, this Brisa um, was written as it was, but Vishir, it left something out. And we have a general rule that whenever you leave one thing out of a Brisa, there's always at least one other thing left out of a Brisa. And we've seen this structure before in Shas. My Shir to High Shir, what else did you leave out in addition to this? If what you're saying is that the umbrella Isser, Mikola Shir Ye was left out of the Brisa, what else was left out? Says the Gemara Shir, Lo Yachel Devaro. Oh, we have Nochamo. We have another umbrella Isser, which is that you broke your Neder. <laughs> These are Psukim by Nadarm that we saw in the previous Masechda. Says the Gemara, you can't do that. 
You can't do that. There's also a pasuk that says you have to listen to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. We're going to start throwing in every time uh, the Torah says, like Mishmoras Mitzvosai. That's too much. And the Gemara says, I'm not having it. If you're saying that the second thing that was left out was Lo Yachel Devaro, you're moving too far away. That was not something that would have been left out of the Brisa because it's not Shaykh to the Brisa. Because Kiktani, what was the Brisa talking about? We're only talking about halachos that don't exist elsewhere. We're only talking about Nazirus. And you're telling me Psukim from Nadarim. We're not talking about Nadarim. We're talking about Nazirus. Nazirus has its own parsha and Chumash. Leave it alone. And therefore, that can't be the second thing that was left out. So therefore, Lo Yachel Devaro, Isay Ben Adarim. That's in another Sugyan Shah. So you can't pull from there. Therefore, we're left still with Akasha of what are the two things. This was Abaye's response to the Brisa. Ton of Ashir. I do believe, says Abaye, that we do have Mikola Sheria said, we do have the umbrella, Isser, but we but what was the second thing left out of the Brisa? It couldn't be Lo Yachel de Baro. So what's the, uh, the other option? So Amar Le Ravina, that's incorrect historically. Ravina lived uh, a couple of generations after Abaye and Rava lived. Ravina was in the sixth and seventh centuries of Amoraim, and Rava and Abaye were in the fourth. So that's why on the side here, they correct this to Rava. So Amar Le Rava, Rava says back to Abaye, Amar Le Rava, mi Prizakia, the Rav Ashi, Hashir de Bena Benai. What does this come to teach us? That there's another thing that's left out that would be its own isser, which is eating the flesh of the grape itself. As we spoke about the other day, this idea was mentioned earlier. You peel off the skins and you eat just the flesh. Fine, these are the two things. Says the Gemara, if that's true, then Abaye is then Abaye is sitting pretty. <laughs> then it seems that we do have Malkos and Lav Shebechlalos because you said, what about the Brisa? And Abaye says the Brisa is perfectly fine. Ton of Ashir. We have, we have two things. We have Miyakol Asher Yasemi Gefanayayin. And we have this case of the Debein Habenayin. So he's sitting pretty. So says the Gemara, what about Rava? What's Rava going to do? Where, where does Rav get away with saying that by Lav Shebechlalos, we don't, by the Umbrella Isser, that we don't have Malkos? So Elohamar of Papa, he says, this brisa that we just learned, it actually doesn't have the word chamesh in it. Rav Papa inserted the word, and we'll see why he inserted the word in a moment. Says the Gemara, it doesn't look like he inserted the word. It looks like the word is there. The way it's written up in the Gemara is with the word chamesh. If you're going to say that he really left out the word chamesh, that the brisa doesn't have the word chamesh, my time osve. So why, when Rav Papa was talking, why did he include this? So the Gemara says, Amar Rav Papa, Ana Savre, I thought that when Abaye was saying that we do give Malkos on the Lav Shebech Lolos, when Abaye was saying that we do give the Umbrella Isser, he said, Savre, I thought Lav Gemara Hubiyade. I thought he didn't have a real tradition. He was just uh, throwing spaghetti at the wall. Let's see if it'll stick. I may, I think there may be Lav Shebech Lolos. There should be Malkos. I don't know. And I thought, says Rapapa, that he was going to retract his opinion. Veloyadana says Rapapa, I didn't know. The Gemara, he be that Abai really did have a Masora. And Taka, Velohadarbe. What does the conclusion of this sugya look like? It looks like we passing like Abai. <laughs> That's what it looks like. And that would imply, not only here, but throughout Shas, that there are Malkos on a Lav Shabbat That's what's implied from our Gemara. I'm not a posik. We're not poskim. But if we stopped right here, and if we had to write our own Shulchan Aruch, it w- without comparing to other sugyas and Shas, it would look like that. It would look like we hold that. What? You get the umbrella. You get the umbrella. You get the a secondary iser. Whatever you, however many. It's a, there's always an, a, the umbrella plus. So even if you only ate Chartzan, it's two sets of Makos. Okay. Last little bit before the new Mishnah. Amar of Yosef, Keman Matar, Rebbe Lazar Ben Azariah. What? 
Yeah, sorry. Mm. Rabbi Lazar ben Azari was quoted in our Mishnah. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Lazar ben Azari was uh, trying to explain what Chartzan meant and what Zag. That was a machlok as we saw earlier. Keman metargeminan meforzinin ve'ad itzurin. Who is the one? Uh, who is the Tana in our Mishnah that holds like the t the Targum that instead of saying Micharzanim ve'ad zag in the Targum it says Miforzanim ve'ad itzurin. Of course, we're all fluent in Aramaic and we know what these words mean. Not even close. We have no idea what it means. So, um, so I looked it up. Purtsinin uh, are the seeds, and itzurin are the skins, and that is Kerbiosi. That's just a, a shita that supports a shita Kerbiosi. This is why in Shnai Mikravecha Targum it really it helps to know Torah because otherwise, in one of the Koran Chumashim that I have, every time the Targum deviates from the standard shot in the pasuk, it changes the color of the font. Mm. So it makes it, it's very, very helpful for Amaratzim to like, oh, okay, I'm, pay attention, something's different here. But of course, you have to do Shnai Mikr Vecha Targum to appreciate that. But that is what is in their Targum. Okay, new Mishnah. Fascinating Gemara. Stam Naziru's Lamed Yom, that we know. Gilech Oshel Shagil Chuhulistim Soser Lamed Yom. If toward the end of his Naziru's, before the end of his Naziru's, somebody in his sleep shaves his head. It says the Gemara, he has to start over. So, Sir Lamadion, we learned about this already. You can't bring your korbanos unless there's a demand of hair. And if there isn't a demand of hair, you got to wait until there's a demand of hair. It's not all, only about the days, but to bring the korbanos, you have to have enough hair. Nazir Shegilech, Bein Bezug, Bein Betar. Nazir, who cuts his hair, whether or not it's Bezug. Zug is the Gemara's language of a pair of scissors. It's a pair of blades, that, thus the name Zug. O Betar, or with a razor. And that doesn't mean on your scalp. It means even just using a sharp blade to cut your hair at any point on the shaft of the hair. O Shesif safe, even if you're plucking your hair. Kol Shehu et al that's an incredible level. Oh my gosh. The discipline to not even pull out your own hairs. Sometimes we just don't even realize we're sitting, we're pulling, we, we're just, we're even just not pulling, we're just running our hands through our hair, we're brushing our hair. You ever look in your brush, you, you, some, sometimes you have hairs in your brush, is that is that going to be the chiv? Okay, I don't think that's what's, what's happening here, but that, that's what's going on in the Mishnah in general. The Gemara asks a biology question, one that we know the answer to, and the Gemara will conclude like science. Hi, mazia, milatachas rabi, omilael. How does hair grow? Mazia in Aramaic is hair. Does hair grow milatachas? Does hair grow from the bottom? In other words, as the hair grows, does it push the existing particles out and put new hair underneath? Let's say it this way. Is the oldest hair at the end of the strand and the newest at the bottom? Or is it flipped? Or is it omilael where the newest hair is at the end of the strand and the oldest is closer to the scalp? That's the chakira the Gemara wants to know. Says the Gemara, we're not a biology book. Lemay nafkamina. You got to give me some real halachic issue. What is your problem? Says the Gemara, our Mishnah is the nafkamin of how hair grows. Why? Third of the way down on Lamed Tessim Aleph. <clears throat> that if a person, uh, you know, the listim, this happened in the Holocaust, there are stories about this where they would shave down their payas down to their scalp because they knew that the Jews were makbit, so they would shave them down. So says the Gemara, if they did that, but but they left the hairs long enough that it can fold on itself. You can actually take the hair and fold it on itself. Says the Gemara, why is this the nafkamina? Because if you want to say growth happens closest to the scalp, then naziru's hashakle. 
Ella e Amris Mila'el Rabbi Maide Akdish Hakoim. If the new hair grows from the bottom, then you have no hair left from your Nazirus because they shaved your head. If the hair grows, the new hair grows at the end and they cut my hair down to a three and I can still fold the hair over, that hair that's left is the original hair. That's Nazirus. Then why should I be, why should I have to wait another 30 days? That's still my hair. So the Gemara says, this is the Nafkamina. We're going to see a, a three or four answers here, which will bring us to the two dots, a uh, third of the way down on Lama Tessim and and then we'll stop. So the Gemara answers with answer number one. Toshma, halfway down, a little bit more on Lama Tessim and Aleph. Meho Inva, there's a knit in regards to lice. Inva uh, Chaya, if there's a live knit in your hair, Tekoim Be'ikva Debinta. And it's holding on at the very base of the hair, closer to the scalp. It can't be that hair grows from the bottom because if a hair grows from the bottom and then and it pushes everything away, then we should see the, the knit moving further away from the scalp as the hair grows, but that's not what we see. Says the Gemara, you can't ask from there because from there I could have argued that the hair still grows from the bottom and the knit is deciding where it wants to be located. The Agav Chiyusa, because of its own desire to stay alive, moves down to the scalp. That's where it gets its nourishment from, whatever it nourishes on. I don't know if science agrees with this, but that's what the Gemara says. Toshma, let's try again. We don't have an answer to our question yet. In Vamesa, Beresha Deminta. The Gemara says that a knit that's dead is always found at the end of a strand of hair. If you want to say hair grows from the end of the strand, so that then why would the why would the knits be found at the end of the strand of hair? If, if it's dead and it can't move, and the knit is at the top of the hair, so that's got to show you something. It's got to show you that the that it's growing in a specific way, says the Gemara. Still not a good argument. Six lines from the bottom. Because it has no life to it, it actually can slip down with the gravity of hair. We're thinking now about long hair that's hanging down, not short hair on the top of your head. The Gemara is saying here that this knit is actually going to slide down hair due to gravity, and therefore that's why it's at the end of the hair strand, and therefore not a raya. So let's try again. Toshma. From a type of hair, a braided hair that the goyim would wear. The After the hair would grow, we would see at the base of the hair that even though you started out with the braid being very tight, now we see that there's some laxity in the hair closer to the scalp. What does that show you? That shows you that hair must grow from the scalp. Because if hair grows from the end, the braid should have been just as tight on the scalp on day 50 as it was on day one. And the end of the braid should show hair growing. The Haraya says the Gemara, we must, it must be the case that hair grows from the bottom because after a few days, you'll see that the hair beneath the first knot of the braid is much looser. Says the Gemara, not Araya. Hasam Nami, I did the Kimtahu. Uh, he says that the hair is very tight, but when you lie down on the hair, it presses on the knot a little bit, it loosens the strands at the bottom of the braid, and not a raya, not a raya. Okay, Tashma, let's try again. Maskarta, 
This is uh, paint that's used, uh, we discussed a couple of days ago, about Meiser, where we put paint on the 10th animal. So mascarta is probably where the word mascara comes from. I would imagine it's some type of paint uh, that's used. And it says, the hair is all the way, the paint is all the way at the bottom. And also we see, when people who are old dye their beards because they want to look younger, Where's the chivron? Where's the white hairs found? This is the best raya. It's found at the base of the hair. We see this all the time for people who choose to dye their hair. So it doesn't take long to tell that someone's dyeing their hair because at the roots, they start to turn white. Says the Gemara, hair grows from the bottom. Let's bring this back to our sugya. We had asked a question in regards to how hair grows because of Nizirus, and if Liston come and shave the person's head down to hair that's just stubble enough that it can be folded over onto itself, if the hair grows at the end, then when they cut off the hair, then the hair on the bottom is old. And that's very good. What do we see over here? Shmamina milatachas, Rabbi, that hair grows from the bottom. Shmamina. What do we do about the brisa? Top of Lamentesim and Beis Belahad Tanya. Nazir Shegil Chuhu Listim Vishai Ruboka de Lachuv Roshali Karo Eno Soser. There's a brisa that says that if a Nazir comes over and shaves somebody's head when he's a Nazir, <laughs> sorry, if the Listim shave the head of a Nazir and they left over enough hair, Eno Soser. There it seems to be saying a little bit different because there he's saying that there's no stira. It should be a problematic. It should be problematic. All the hair closer to the scalp is new. So how can the Brysa say enolistor if everything else seems to be saying that the hair grows new at the bottom? If the hair is growing new at the bottom and the listim shave your head, you're done. That means you have to wait 30 days. How could you say enolistor? Says the Gemara, in that case is different. That Bryce is not our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is talking about when they shave your head before your 30 days are up. But here says the Gemara, you've already finished your days of, of Nazirus. And therefore the Halachos are different. Money, whose shita is that? That's uh, the shita of Rabbi Eliezer. It only ruins seven days, but not 30 days. My time under Rebbe Lazar. Why does he say seven days achar melos after the thirty days of Nazir is over? Why does he say at that point if your hair is cut before the korbanos are brought, you only have to wait seven days and not thirty? Yolif tiglachas tara mit tiglachas tuma. He learns about the tiglachas that's called the tiglachas tara. That's the tiglachas that's done at the end of Nazirus, and he learns it from the world of tiglachas tuma, which is where. A person has to uh, cut their hair because they became tame, which is a totally different reason. That's Tumas Mates. Matiglachas Tumashiva, Aftiglachas Tarashiva. And what about the rabbis? This is a sheet of Rabbi Eliezer. Every seven days, it only takes seven days for your hair to grow long enough to fold it back over on itself. And that they don't hold the drasha of Rabbi Eliezer learning from. Tiglachas uh, Tara from Tiglachas Tuma. They agree to this to this to the stira here. They agree that it's in the seven days of stira. Why seven days? Because after seven days, your hair grows long enough to fold over, and therefore you're good to go. This goes in the face of what we learned earlier in the Masechta that you need thirty days. But that's these particular shitas who hold that way. Gets a haircut every set. We learned about this. No, no, yeah. What were the what were the other ones? You have a much better memory than I do. Which reminds me, where is Rabbi uh, Freeman? Or Talmud Chacham in the back? Where is Rabbi Yaman? I miss him. I, I know. 
he you did. I was saying, I'm going to give him, I'm, we're not, that's for sure. True. I'm going to give him, I'm going to text him tonight. All right, we'll stop right here. We'll pick up on Shabbos 45 minutes before Mincha. Wishing you all a beautiful night. 710.